ಇಂಟ್ರೊಡಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಟು ವೇದಾಂತ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಬೈ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ಸಚ್ಚಿದಾನಂದೇಂದ್ರ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ಸ್ವಾಮೀಜಿ ಹೊಳೆ ನರಸೀಪುರ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಲೆಕ್ಚರ್ ಸೀರೀಸ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಆಲ್ರೆಡಿ ಸೀನ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ತ್ರೀ ಸೆಷನ್ಸ್ ಟುಡೇಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದಿ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಫೋರ್ತ್ ಸೆಷನ್ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗಣೇಶಾಯ ನಮಃ ಡಾಕ್ಟರ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣಮೂರ್ತಿ ಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಿ ದಂಬೆ ಪುಣಚ ಬಂಟ್ವಾಳ ತಾಲೂಕು ದಕ್ಷಿಣ ಕನ್ನಡ ಜಿಲ್ಲೆ ಕರ್ನಾಟಕ ಭಾರತ ದಿ ಹಿಸ್ಟಾರಿಕಲ್ ಬ್ಯಾಕ್ಗ್ರೌಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಶೂನ್ಯವಾದ ಎ ಶಾರ್ಟ್ ಡಿಗ್ರೆಷನ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ನೆಸೆಸರಿ ಬಿಫೋರ್ ವಿ ಪ್ರೊಸೀಡ್ ಫರ್ದರ್ ಆಲ್ದೋ ದಿ ಮಾಧ್ಯಮಿಕ ಸ್ಕೂಲ್ ಈಸ್ ಕ್ರೊನೊಲಾಜಿಕಲಿ ಆಟೀರ್ ಟು ದಿ ಯೋಗಾಚಾರ ವಿಜ್ಞಾನವಾದ ದಿ ಲೇಟ್ had to be taken up first not merely because it is generally considered by some buddhists to be a more systematical exposition of buddhism but chiefly because it is more likely to be misunderstood to be the source of the advaitic vedanta but it must be borne in mind that the order of the emergence of the most important schools of buddhism is theravada vaibhasika or sarvastitvavada madhyamika and yogachara which later on became the vijnanavada the canonical literature of the first school is in pali in pali while that of the rest is in sanskrit this accounts for the comparatively very little if any reference to the theravada in the brahmanical works the vaibhasikas vaibhashikas are so called because they follow the mahavibhasa mahavibhasha and the vibhasha commentaries on their original jnana prasthana consisting of seven works nagarjuna's madhyamika shastra so this is seven works uh, okay let us see later nagarjuna's madhyamika shastra also known as mula ಮಾಧ್ಯಮಿಕ ಕಾರಿಕಾಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಚೀಫ್ಲಿ ಎ ಕ್ರಿಟಿಸಿಸಮ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಅಭಿಧರ್ಮ ಫಿಲಾಸಫಿ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ವೈಭಾಷಿಕಾಸ್ ಆರ್ ಸರ್ವಾಸ್ತಿತ್ವವಾದೀನ್ಸ್ ವೆರಿ ಲಿಟಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಕ್ಯಾನನ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಸರ್ವಾಸ್ತಿತ್ವವಾದೀನ್ಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಅವೈಲೇಬಲ್ ಇನ್ ಸಂಸ್ಕೃತ ಬಟ್ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ದಿ ಚೈನೀಸ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದೇರ್ ತ್ರಿಪಿಟಕ ತ್ರಿಪಿಟಕ ವಿ ಲರ್ನ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ದೇ ಡಿನೈಡ್ ದಿ ಎಕ್ಸಿಸ್ಟೆನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಎ ಪರ್ಮನೆಂಟ್ ಸೋಲ್ ಬಟ್ ಎಕ್ಸೆಪ್ಟೆಡ್ ದಿ ಡಿಸ್ಕ್ರೀಟ್ ಮೊಮೆಂಟ್ರಿ ಎಂಟಿಟೀಸ್ ಕ್ಲಾಸಿಫೈಡ್ ಇನ್ ಟು ಸ್ಕಂಧಾಸ್ ಆಯತನಾಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಧಾತುಸ್ ಹೂಸ್ ಸಬ್ಸ್ಟೆನ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಎಸೆನ್ಸ್ ವಾಸ್ ರಿಯಲ್ ಫಾರ್ ಆಲ್ ದಿ ತ್ರೀ ಡಿವಿಷನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಟೈಮ್ ದಿ ಮಾಧ್ಯಮಿಕ ರಿಜೆಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ದೇರ್ ಪ್ಲೂರಲಿಸಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮೇಂಟೈನ್ಸ್ ದಿ ಅಬ್ಸಲ್ಯೂಟ್ ಶೂನ್ಯತ್ವ ಶೂನ್ಯತಾ ಎಸೆನ್ಸ್ಲೆಸ್ನೆಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ದಿ ಎಲಿಮೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ವೇದ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಬುದ್ಧಿಸಮ್ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಟಾಪಿಕ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ವೆಲ್ ನೋನ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಬುದ್ಧಿಸಮ್ ವಾಸ್ ಎ ರಿವಾಲ್ಟ್ ಅಗೇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ ವೇದಿಕ್ ರಿಲಿಜನ್ ಅಟ್ ಲೀಸ್ಟ್ ಇನ್ ಟೂ ರೆಸ್ಪೆಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ದಿ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಎಬೋರ್ಡ್ ದಿ ಸ್ಯಾಕ್ರಿಫೈಷಿಯಲ್ ಕಲ್ಟ್ ಇನ್ವಾಲ್ವಿಂಗ್ ಎನಿಮಲ್ ಸ್ಲಾಟರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ದಿ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಎಬಾಲಿಶ್ ದಿ ಡಾಕ್ಟ್ರಿನ್ ಆಫ್ ಆತ್ಮನ್ ಹೂ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ಬೀನ್ ಬಿಲೀವ್ಡ್ ಬೈ ದಿ ವೈದಿಕಾಸ್ ಟು ಸರ್ವೈವ್ ದಿ ಬಾಡಿ ಇನ್ ಆರ್ಡರ್ ಟು ಬಿ ಏಬಲ್ ಟು ಎಂಜಾಯ್ ದಿ ಫ್ರೂಟ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಕರ್ಮ ಆಸ್ ಎ ಕೊರೋಲರಿ ಟು ಹಿಸ್ ಒಪೊಸಿಷನ್ ಟು ಸ್ಯಾಕ್ರಿಫೈಸಸ್ ಫರ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪ್ಸ್ ಬುದ್ಧ ಕುಡ್ ಎಂಟರ್ಟೈನ್ ನೋ ರೆಸ್ಪೆಕ್ಟ್ ಫಾರ್ ದಿ ಅಥಾರಿಟಿ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ವೇದಾಸ್ ಆಸ್ ಎ ರಿವಿಲೇಷನ್ his teaching that everything was impermanent was against the vedic doctrine too this spirit of hostility too was very naturally resented by mimamsakas like 
Shabar Swamin and Kumarila and possibly by the author of the Mimamsa Sutras himself if we are to believe that the sutras are post-Buddhistic as scholars declare. The sutra defining dharma as that which is known only by means of a Vedic injunction Chodana Lakshano Artho Dharma Jaimini Sutra 112 Purva Mimamsa Sutra and the subsequent sutras which undertake to examine the other pramanas before concluding that Shabda alone is the valid means of knowledge in the case of dharma is perhaps intended to show that the Vedas ought to be accepted as an authority in matters transcendental. Shabara's discussion about the existence of Atman apart from the body and his examination of the Niralambana and Shunya theories support this view. Add to this Kumarila's attack on the Sarvajnata omniscience of Buddha while defending the validity of the Vedas as a means of knowledge and the counter-arguments of Dharmakirti and Prajnakara to disprove the authoritativeness of the Vedas and enthusiastically to maintain the infallibility of Buddha and the matter becomes quite intelligible in this light. Upanishads and Buddhism Next topic but the attitude of Buddhism towards Upanishads is by no means so very clear. Professor Murthy indeed maintains that in the dialogues of Buddha, there is a distinct spirit of opposition, if not one of the hostility as well to the Atmavada of the Upanishads. I hesitate to endorse this view. In the sutras, no doubt Buddha teaches again and again that no one of the skandhas can be recognized Atman and there is no other Atman independent of them. But no reference whatsoever is found to be made there to the one constant Atman common to all. I have already said that no reference is seen in the entire range of Buddhist literature to the examination of the three states establishing the transcendental Atman. Arguments from silence are not always positive proofs. But yet I invite the attention of scholars to this uniform silence of the Buddhists. This point may perhaps be of some use in settling the relation of the Buddhistic systems and Vedanta. It is sometimes maintained that Buddha's condemnation of rituals and the outward forms of the caste system as contrasted with the intrinsic character is very much the same as that found in Upanishads or Bhagavad Gita. The implication is perhaps either that Buddhism is an evolution out of Upanishadic thought or else that its chief target for criticism is the philosophy of Upanishads rather than forms of Vedic religion. Neither of the interpretations seems to fit in with, uh, with facts. Upanishads and Gita no doubt contain occasional passages seemingly scoffing at karma, but a careful study of the context of such passages would go to show that Vedanta, unlike Buddhism, is not a wholesale condemnation of all karma. It only teaches how karma, instead of being considered as an end in itself, can be sublimated into a valuable means to Brahmavidya. Look at it from this viewpoint, Upanishad may be said to fulfill rather than destroy the ritualistic portion of the Veda. The only conclusion therefore justifiable in these circumstances is to regard Advaita and the Buddhistic views as interpretations of their respective sources of inspiration quite independent of each other to wit the Vedas comprehending Upanishads on the one hand and the Nikayas and Sutras when rated as the word of Buddha on the other. Next, Agama and Reason Consistent with the above 
contention is the fact that gaudapada and nagarjuna appeal to their own traditional teaching for support of their systems shankara the commentator of gaudapada's prakaranas insists that advaita is realized through reason as well as agama it is significant that, that he begins his commentary on each chapter with some reference to agama i have already stated that the word agama in this connection means not authoritative shastra but the right way of traditional teaching chandrakirti likewise seems to be anxious to point out the Naga, uh, point out nagarjuna as the correct interpreter of the bauddha traditional teaching he extols nagarjuna's work as especially devoted to the skillful distinction between sutras of primary and secondary import he draws our attention to the fact that nagarjuna has not only given yukti reasons but adduced agama texts as well but uh, and he himself quotes freely from the re- relevant authorities at the end of each chapter of his madhyamika vritti it is evident from the above that uh call to above uh, that is call to tradition as well as reason is common to both gaudapada and nagarjuna but then there is this difference in the order of their appeal which stares us in the face for gaudapada it is agama first and reason next for nagarjuna it is reason first and then agama <laughs> it will be recalled how gaudapada's very first chapter is called agama prakarana and then the remaining chapters are supposed to give prominence to reasoning nagarjuna on the other hand states his reason first of all in each of his chapters for rejecting certain views and then cites some buddha's teaching in corroboration of his statement the net result of this difference is that gaudapada takes his stand upon an uh, indubitable fact of experience suggested by the shruti the intuitional experience of the three states and employs reason only to explain the apparent contradictions involved in its manifestation whereas nagarjuna trusts the dictates of pure unaided reason and engages it in self criticism a task too much above its capacity for it can never be expected to overstep itself before closing our reflections on agama it is necessary to remem- remember one more point in this connection both gaudapada and nagarjuna lay emphasis on the particular texts of their agama and consider them to be of ultimate import and subordinate other texts to them texts of primary importance are called nitartha by the madhyamika and nischita and yukti yukta by gaudapada we shall have occasion to enter into the details of the principle involved in this interpretation later on when we take up shankara's interpretation of gaudapada so i think we can stop here the 24th session of introductions to vedanta texts salutations to his holy feet of shri shri sachidananda saraswati swami ji hodinarsipura om tat sat brahma arpanamastu sarve jana sukhino bhavantu